lock in and level up. A new episode of the Positivity Report starts right now. Let's get it. Yo, what up? This is your boy, Ryan Wilson. Uh, So before I actually let this episode play, I wanted to do a quick little introduction. Uh, Usually with my episodes, I like to just let them speak for themselves without any introduction. But this one, it's appropriate for me to do a little bit of an intro. So the guest that I have on this episode is my good friend, Matt McCracken. Um, I've known him for the past six years. We went to Stockton University together and we both graduated together in the same year. And so we really kind of talk about a topic that is not really ever talked about. And it's somewhat of a difficult topic to kind of speak about. So the reason I'm doing an intro about this is kind of just to encourage you to be strong as you're listening to this episode. And also, I would encourage you to listen to this episode all the way through. I think that we do a great job of pulling everything together in a positive way and and putting a positive spin on this uh, difficult topic. And, you know, I encourage you to listen because my boy Matt shed so much insight, so much light on this topic that really is never really spoken about. And, you know, he taught me so much going through this conversation and going through this episode. And I feel that anyone that listens can learn a lot from this. So I encourage you to be strong as you go through this episode, be strong as you listen and, you know, try to listen all the way to the very end and, you know, listen to us uh, pull it together in a positive way and really just enjoy this episode. So thank you for listening to the episode. Thank you for listening to this little bit of an introduction. And with all that being said, enjoy. All right, what's going on? This is Ryan Wilson. You're listening to the Positivity Report. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Today, I got a very special guest, my boy, Matt McCracken. Crack, what's going on, kid? Hey, what's going on? So today, uh, me and Kraken are going to be talking about something that, you know, isn't really spoken about too much. Um, before I get into that, I'll just say that me and Matt went to Stockton together. Uh, we actually graduated in the same year, and we were roommates for a year as well. And so, you know, the topic that we're going to be talking about is kind of some positive things and positive aspects, you know, when someone actually passes away and when someone actually dies, um, you know, this isn't really a topic that's talked about too much. So we kind of want to shed some light on, you know, the positive side of things and the positive things that can come about, you know, when somebody does pass away. Um, And obviously, you know, this is with all due respect to anyone that has, you know, lost anyone, any loved ones, all the people that we've lost. This is with all due respect to them. We just want to shed some light and, you know, some positive aspects, uh, you know, when somebody kind of passes away. So with all that being said, I will let Kraken pretty much take it away. But before you do that, Crack, uh, just give them a little bit about your background and then we'll take it from there. Uh, Like Ryan said, uh, me and him went to uh, Stockton together. Right now, I'm a funeral director, and uh, I work for a medical school dealing with the body donation program and gross anatomy labs. So when I started uh, out in this kind of business, um, I didn't go full gung-ho right into a lab or anything like that. I had to go to the uh, funeral school for one year right after graduating Stockton and do my apprenticeship at an actual funeral home at the same time. Um, There, we just, the normal workings of a funeral home um, and all the things that people don't really think about also when they go to a funeral home or they don't like to think about, we had to 
through things like they had to make sure that we had our um, experiences well documented and everything like that at the funeral home. Some of the things we had to deal with were uh, embalmings, which is uh, just preparing the body for viewing. We had to go also go to so many funerals and sit on on funeral arrangements when families come in to uh, decide what or how services will be carried out for their loved one. Currently, like I said, I'm not at a funeral home anymore. Um, I like I said, I do a body donation program. So if someone wants to bequeath their body to science, I work for an organization through a medical school that we carry that out and use different uh, donations for research. Okay, cool. So pretty much with your with your first job, uh, when you first started out in this business, you kind of got to see like behind the scenes, like you said, uh, kind of what takes place uh, prior to the funeral and, you know, all the things that go on behind the scenes uh, that you don't even really think about when you go to a funeral, correct? Yeah, correct. And like I said, now, um, I work for a body donation program at a medical school. So people that aren't able to donate their organs to uh, give people transplants and things like that, you can still donate your body to science and your body will be used, uh, utilized in some sort of study or research at the medical school with the students with their studies and furthering their education. Okay, cool. So now that's what you're doing at your current job. So you're no longer at uh, the funeral home. Correct. Cool. That sounds really interesting. Uh, so just a quick question, honestly, between the two, uh, the two jobs that you held so far, which would you say you preferred more? I would have to say where I'm at currently now, there are definitely the uh, positive and negatives to any job or anything like that. What I do have to say I miss from the uh, funeral home is just the gratification of helping a family through the entire process. We know we do do that at the medical school, but I don't interact with families on a day-to-day basis like I did do at a funeral home. I do miss that personal ability with families and knowing like you're trying to help them get through their hard times. Absolutely. That makes sense. Um, That's actually really cool. So we will actually touch on that a little bit later. Um, So I'll I'll re-bring that up and ask you about that again. Um, But so to kind of keep this moving forward, so I guess let's just start out with donating the bodies to science. So that's what you're working on now at your current job. And so, you know, this obviously the positive point of all this is now this allows uh, like the doctors of the future to be trained uh, because people are donating uh, their body to science. Is that correct? Yeah. So like people that aren't donating their organs that might be older or they just always were fascinated with research and want their body to get used in the sense of like, oh, I think this would be great like uh, that someone will get to learn off of me for a long time and, and just be able to utilize my body and something good of the future. Right. That makes sense. So really, it's kind of both parties are kind of benefiting both the doctors of the future. But you're saying these people that decide to um, contribute and donate to science, uh, they feel this this sense of pride and this sense of helping uh, because they know that their body and their organs are going to be used for years to come. Yeah. Without donors, there's no medical progression. There's no way to advance in medical science you need to learn from i would say like a real person because even with this day and age with 3d printing and stuff there's no model quite like the real thing and to be able to really train even for surgeries for just general knowledge of when you're first learning in school with of your anatomy just being able to see the differences between different bodies and stuff like that really helps train you for the future that a plastic or foam model just can't right 
And that just uh, that just honestly speaks volumes for really just how I guess not beneficial, but just how valuable, you know, this is because right, we're in 2019, where the technology is so very advanced, there's all types of models and trainings, um, everything that involves technology now, but like you said, nothing can compare to, you know, the real thing and just like, the I guess the diversity and just the the distinction that you're going to get between each each person that that can't be duplicated it can't be uh, created with technology right yeah like you can never you can only make so many models even if they're simulated you can never just predict uh, anatomical abnormalities that you might uh, have to be aware of or like and even statistical and keep track of that if you're doing a surgery and have to worry about this person might have this wrong with them or this in the wrong place and that's just how they were made you can only have so many models showing different possibilities right that makes sense and so pretty much beyond beyond the donor's gratification and beyond uh the doctor's training uh and getting them ready for the future would you say there's any other uh notable benefits and just positive uh aspects from organ donation and and donating your body to science in terms of donating body or science, there's also a uh, financial difference as well. On average, like the cost that happens with most families while they're donating the body is just a transportation fee of the body. When at a funeral home, even the most simple service can still be a, more money than a family can handle. And they might need either government assistance or just trying to scramble to find money just to get their loved one to rest. I see. And... Does that ever um, or does that frequently pose a problem for the families? Would you say is that a common problem that you happen to come across a lot when you were working at the funeral home? We had a lot of people come across where they might be looked to other options after just seeing what they could do at the place we were at or just other places in general because they have to look for other options because they really don't have much or just they look at this as the better option in the long run as well. I see. And so would you guys um, be like as accommodating as possible in giving them different options uh, in how they can approach and, and get everything taken care of? Of course, there was like every option was always presented, no matter who walked in the door, anything from the higher options to like the craziest stuff you could think of, or just the like people that just wanted a simple service and just wanted to just be done with it and within, within their own family. Yeah. And um, again, to me, that just speaks um, again, speaks volumes to just, you know, what you don't see, I guess, if you were going to a funeral or, or just when you think about it, the stuff that goes on behind the scenes, you know, making sure that the family's taken care of, but also the business is taken care of as well. So it really is such a fine line. And it's good that you were there to be accommodating and just that uh, the business and the home that you were working for, you know, would be accommodating to these people and, you know, make sure that everyone gets taken care of because, Again, that's, you know, what's going on behind the scenes. People don't really see that. And, you know, that's important to both the business and the families. Yeah. And we even where I'm at now, we've had funeral homes reach out to us to ask, hey, can you guys send me over like some uh, some of the donor packets? So if we have people that come in that are interested, we'd like to pass that information on to them. So even like they are understanding, even if it's not a financial reason, some people might just not want to go the traditional funeral route and want to look for that so and they but they don't know where to go so by a funeral home not just trying to capitalize on a sale and actually want to get information out to people that are looking for it that just shows like truly like how intertwined like even the how different the businesses are 
or the like the research, it's still all together as one. Right, exactly. It, even though they're complete opposites, they still come together in unison. That's actually uh, pretty crazy and honestly amazing. Um, so, Crack, would you say that because you had that previous experience working for the funeral home, that that um, has helped you out in now your new job? Like, for example, when people come to you um, in regards to funeral home accommodations and stuff, do you feel that your background um, is giving you like a plethora of experience and just putting you in a good spot to help people now at your current job? Yeah, definitely. Um, just being able to be at the funeral home and just talking to these people from day in and day out, I think a lot of my personable skills within the funeral business came from when I was younger in the, uh, the business. I used to work for a removal service. And what that means is I was part of a company that if a funeral home could not make it out or they needed help uh, taking someone out of their uh, hospital, out of their home, whether they be a hospice or a nursing home, they would call us to be able to help. So we would be the first ones meeting the families right after their loved one has passed and we'd be the first we had to talk to and you're there to like help them out and um you know be there be there to support them a little bit you know as they're going through a very difficult time that is unraveling just moments or you know a couple hours before probably yeah and because of what it is we still have to even get information from the families even when they're in an emotional state whether they're okay not okay like that still has to happen so we have to learn how to be able to talk to these people ask how they're doing like all right it's gonna be okay stuff like that like being able to like get these people onto the next step at this point yeah and again this just speaks to you know like what kind of a person you kind of have to be to do this you have to be able to provide support and you have to be strong enough to be strong for these people um you know, you're seeing these people in some of their weakest moments and you're being there giving them strength and support. So that just speaks to how strong not only you are, but really anyone that's in this funeral business um, really has to be. You have to be strong and supportive, um, probably both mentally and, you know, emotionally strong. So that just that just speaks uh, volumes to, you know, how strong you really are, Crack, honestly. Like at the end of the day, we're just trying to help people get through a time and just maybe not be as hurt or as devastated as when they came in, whether it's helping giving them closure in any way possible. Like we just want this to be as accommodating and just as personable and just as easy as possible. Absolutely. And, you know, you mentioned the closure and, you know, right. That's really kind of what I feel like a lot of people are kind of just looking for. They want closure for themselves. They want closure for their loved ones. Um, so, you know, that is so important uh, to kind of, you know, help them achieve that closure and, and get to that point that they want to be. I think that's so important. Yeah. And like we were saying, we're talking about the positive sides of death like that. A lot of that does go on at the funeral home and the behind the scenes kind of stuff, too there's always a thing of like people have this last image of their loved one, whether it be maybe at a hospital, they, when they're all hooked up to all these tubing and not looking like themselves or just where, where they, the last time they saw them, if that time was not a positive one, uh, people don't realize how much work can actually go into a funeral service to make that person look the way you know they are and to give you that uh, final lasting image of that person. Right, exactly. So that you can remember them how you want. Correct. 
Yeah. So, you know, that again, that all just speaks to the closure and, you know, kind of just speaks to what goes on behind the scenes um, in order to help these people achieve that closure. And, you know, for you guys to take care of the business and, you know, make sure everything behind the scenes goes off all good. Yeah. So Kraken, I, um, you know, I have some questions for you in addition to the ones that I've already mentioned. Uh, Before we get into those, I kind of want to read that quote uh, that you had sent to me before. This is really just paraphrasing it. Um, And, you know, this quote really kind of reminded me of you, Kraken. Uh, So I'll just paraphrase here. But it says, uh, none of us are getting out of here alive. uh, So eat the delicious food, walk in the sunshine, be silly, be kind, be weird. Uh, There's no time for anything else. And, you know, this quote really kind of reminds me of you, Kraken, because, you know, uh, you're really good at cooking and preparing food and everything. So eating the delicious food, um, you know, walking in the sunshine, being silly, be kind, um, you know, all of that really reminds me of you Kraken. so i'm glad that you uh sent me that quote um as we were preparing to do this this episode and i kind of just wanted to read that and share that quote um because i think it's so true we can't be afraid of death it's coming no matter what so we have to just make the best of the time we have now yeah and it's you know kind of it can be a scary thought but right you know we're here now um so all you can do is kind of enjoy it and you know it's crazy to think about but right you know we only get to live this life once so you know it's important to uh, do what you like and, and enjoy your life because um, you only get one life to live. So so with all that being said, Crack, uh, I will get into these questions that I have for you. Um, so if you're ready, I'm just going to let them rip. Yeah, of course. All right. So the first one I have is uh, what advice would you give someone who is considering beginning down this path? Um, someone that's trying to get into the funeral business, like if you haven't gone to school or just looking to maybe go back to school for this, I would say just start out by doing your research. Um, look at like just re- the requirements you might have to do to uh, get a license in your state to become a funeral director. But if you are going to go through with that, I would say the first thing you do is just try to get a, a part-time job either within the business or just some like being able to be around what is going on and what you, this is something that you want to do. You want to make sure this is something that you want to do for the rest of your life because a lot of people do realize it's not for them. So getting in it and just seeing if it's for you, that's like the best way just to like see. Yeah. Like see what it's all about. And, um, and yeah, honestly, exactly. You know, we keep speaking about, you know, just what goes on behind the scenes and everything and right. You're never really going to fully experience it until you actually uh, get in into one of these places and start working for them. So, right. I, I, definitely feel that heavy the best way is to kind of just I guess throw yourself in there and kind of see what it's really all about so the next question I have is what advice would you give someone who is either in the middle of this journey or is just starting out um, getting into this business Um, just try and learn as much as possible everyone learns differently and at a different pace so even if you're seeing other people whether while you're in school or just you don't feel you're progressing fast enough just getting like reps and just being exposed to things on a daily basis while you're within the business is just the best way to becoming comfortable with your environment. And that's just like, that's with anything in life, but just being able to get into these different interactions with people and being able to just go with on the daily routine of it. That's the best way just to keep learning and keep progressing the way you can. I feel that. Yeah. And that'll keep, you know, progressing you further down in this business. Cool. Um, So the next one I got is what is the biggest lesson you've learned about yourself um, while going through this process and being in this business? Um, I think like one of the biggest things I've really learned how fragile we really are 
just the different things we see come in or just people in the funeral business in general, they'll tell you they've seen every single possible possibility of death. And it just makes you realize that like, you just got to like appreciate the little things every day and just be able to just know like every day you wake up is just another day that like you have to spend in some way or shape or form. And you might as well just make the best of it because you don't know if you have tomorrow. Yep, exactly. Tomorrow is never guaranteed. So every day really is a blessing, right? Yeah. Cool. All right. Um, so I also got, uh, what is the biggest lesson you have learned about the world um, or about life while being in this business? I would say just like I said before, but like this is what I'd say in the world. Don't take things for granted. I've seen so many families or people come in that just either they're talking to us or they're talking to loved ones. They're just saying, I wish I could have said this to them or uh, this is the last thing like, we did together and stuff like that. So you just want to look at each moment of those things in, in a positive way and just make sure you hold on to those things because life can change drastically any minute. Yeah, exactly. You got to enjoy the moment because yep, once it's gone, uh, right, you should kind of leave it all out there. Never leave things unsaid because, right, you never know if you'll get another chance to say that to someone, someone that you care about. Of course. And some of the other things that you've come to realize is even – we see it uh, at the funeral home because we do have to help families with different paperwork and different things that go along with the death process is money sometimes truly is the root of all evil. Uh, so many families argue about who gets what and who deserves this and that and who gets to control that. And even when they should be mourning and the only thing they can focus on is possessions. That's just like you see that no matter what happens in any day in life. But like to see it at the hardest times in people's life, and this is the, the one time where they should all be coming together to mourn the person that they love. It, it's just a shame sometimes. It just really puts a lot of things into perspective. Yeah, I honestly feel that. I feel that heavy. That's crazy. And um, all right, Crack. So I really got one more question for you. Uh, so the final question, what is the biggest misconception or myth that you could clear up about this business? Um. Within the funeral business, I would say a lot of people have like an idea that, oh, they're just the con artist or snake oil salesman trying to sell you the most expensive casket that you don't need or just trying to make you buy them as many flowers that you're never going to use or stuff like that. Um, I would have to say most of the people I've met in the business never went into this for the money. The, they're the people that are trying I feel a calling to help people during the worst parts of their lives. They're the ones waking up at any hour of the day, having to cancel last minute plans. They're not looking to make a quick buck off your pain and suffering. They truly do care about people. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, and that totally makes sense. I feel like, right. There often, you know, would be that misconception about, you know, um, what people in this business are really about. And, you know, you coming on here today really showed, um, I think it really showed just how, you know, how it really is a misconception. You know, you guys are in this to help people and to help families out. Um, and you guys really go the extra mile and do a lot of the work behind the scenes um, that, you know, never really gets even noticed or um, gets credit for. So I feel like you coming on here today, Kraken, really um, shed some some positive light on this business and just, you know, what you guys are really about and, you know, just how positive of an impact you really have on on people every single day and on these families every day. Um, even when dealing with such a negative thing such as death, you still are able to put your positive touch on it. And I think that is honestly amazing. Yeah, like I said, you just got to look at each day as a new way to make something out of it. And we try to do that when people are going through the worst times. But 
it's the there's always a light somewhere yep absolutely there's there's always a positive light and there's always a bright side so i feel that cracking all right well do you have anything else that you want to share before i kind of wrap this up no i think we touched on a lot of good things i think that's really about it all right i agree um, so really, I'm kind of going to just wrap this episode up. I think we covered everything that we had already planned to cover. Um, Kraken, you gave so, so much amazing insight and so many amazing details and, and really shed light on this business. Uh, you informed me of a lot. And, you know, hopefully this was a way to inform other people and kind of just allow people to see not only what the funeral business is like, but also kind of to understand that there are going to be some positives that come along with something so negative and something, you know, perceived as so negative as death. And, you know, it's, it's something so serious and it is negative, but there are positives with it. So Kraken, thank you uh, for everything that you shared today. I really appreciate it. No, thanks for having me on. I'm glad we were able to talk about it. Of course. Um, so before uh, we sign off on here, uh, as always, you can follow me on Instagram, uh, Wilson Ryan underscore underscore. Uh, this is my boy, Matt McCracken. Thank you again for coming on here. Uh, you did really great. Um, I'm all about having you come on for another episode, uh, whatever you want to speak about the next time, um, no matter what it is, we'll find a topic um, and we could do this again. I think you crushed it and this was really good. So thank you, crack. All right. Anytime. And so I will wrap this up now. The next episode is not next Wednesday, but the Wednesday after that. Make sure you tune in. The Positivity Report. Thank you for listening. Kraken, peace out. See you later. All right, and that's a wrap. Uh. <laughs>